Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Blurb, where the back of a book meets a discerning look. Each week, best-selling author Sally Shields and publishing guru Dr. Kent listen to pitches from five authors vying for Book of the Week honors. Now live, on the air, with vigor and style, are Dr. Kent and Sally, the Bibliophiles. Hey there, it's Wednesday again, and this is Dr. Kent talking to you uh, live on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, that's Sally over there. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday night's blurb. Really happy to be here. And, wow, so uh, you had an exciting day today. I did indeed. Um, I've been uh, jaunting all around uh, the state. I um, drove up to upstate New York and got back just in time to do the show here. <laughs> kind of like me. I was having a Passover Seder and had my last bite of soy delicious and was like, go. Oh, Gotta go. Gotta go do a show. <laughs> well, and I, what what do I say? Chag Sameach? Happy Passover <laughs> to you? Something like that? Sounds pretty good to me. All right. Well, this show's an exciting one. Um, as always, view some blurbs. Those are those fun three minutes or or shorter statements from authors uh, all about their book. Um, let's talk to marketing genius Sally Shields here. Uh, she's done a whole lot of blurbing on her own book. Well, yes, what we're going to do is we're going to listen to up to three-minute pitches of, uh, you know, authors. We want them to tell us, you know, really sell us on your book, make us want to read it. And what we've done is we've distilled uh, our criteria down to four basic categories, bling, clarity, information, and delivery. And we're going to see how well everybody does in terms of those categories. But it's really just about, um, you know, telling us about your book with passion. You know, I always say that there's two things that an author needs to be a success uh, those two things are basically you know, uh, having a passion for your topic, and the second thing is having a sincere desire to help people. And when you have that magical combination, I think it's, uh, it's a pretty uh, easy thing for you to talk about your book and really express your vision and, and get your message out. And last week uh, we had a, a winning blurb uh, by... Uh, uh, a wonderful author. She's sold a ton of books um, uh, by herself. She sold something like 180,000 books, and then uh, she got picked up by uh, uh, the publisher Sourcebooks, and we're going to be chatting with her later on in the show. That is so exciting. I'm really excited that uh, Laura Duxta is going to be calling us in live to um, be interviewed here as the Blurb Book of the Week Award winner from last week. She was absolutely fabulous, and I'm looking forward to talking to her a little bit later and that's and that's what we do every week so uh our winner this week uh, we hope can come on uh live on the air next week and and talk to us about their book and if they can't do it next week we can usually squeeze them in some other time and shuffle people around but uh this is some good promotion here and uh, uh we want to help authors out so what do we have on board tonight this is a big mystery to me tonight and i'm excited that uh we're going to have a bit of spontaneity going on yeah, we've got we've got a whole bunch of genres going on. Later on, uh, uh, the next show and the next couple of shows, we're going to start uh, breaking it down to just one genre per show. But but today again, we're gonna we're gonna really mix it up and and uh, uh, a different genre for each one of our blurbs. And the first one we've got here was uh, recorded by Anne Levine, and uh, she's in the nonfiction category. What do you say we listen to it? Awesome. All right, so here we go. Our first blurb of the night. Blog Talk Radio. 
My name is Anne Levine, and I am the law school expert. As the owner of LawSchoolExpert.com since 2004, tens of thousands of law school applicants have relied upon my advice to get them through the tenuous and demanding law school application cycle. I am a lawyer. I made law school admission decisions as the director of admissions for two ABA-accredited law schools, and this is the experience I call upon as a law school admission consultant. More than 100,000 law school applicants rely upon my advice by religiously reading the Law School Expert blog. My book, The Law School Admission Game, Play Like an Expert, offers concrete tips, advice, and expert insight and perspective to law school hopefuls. I answer crucial questions in a candid, honest, forthright, thorough, trusted, and conversational manner. If you're wondering as a law school applicant, what to write about in your law school personal statement, whether to retake the LSAT, whether to apply to law school, how to use your resume to your best, 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 best advantage, who should write your letters of recommendation, what to do if you're waitlisted, or how to choose a law school considering all of the conflicting information on the media and Internet, then the law school admission game Play Like an Expert is the book for you. There's so much press out there about the value of law school, how to pay for law school, whether ranking is important, how to evaluate what your job prospects will be. I cut through all of that in this book. The Law School Admission Game, Play Like an Expert, is endorsed by a law school admission dean, a pre-law advisor, an LSAT book author, a law blogger, legal recruiters, law students, and law school applicants. This book fills a void in the mass amounts of generic and uninformed content available about the law school application process on the Internet. I offer specific how-to advice. I share insights about how law schools will really judge each application. I help with the complicated issues, like how to negotiate scholarship offers between law schools, and so many other topics that the books currently on the market fail to address yet are so crucial to the law school applicant. The law school application process is daunting, overwhelming, complicated, and competitive. Learn from the secret weapon of law school applicants nationwide by relying upon the true law school expert. The Law School Admission Game, Play Like an Expert by Anne Levine is available through lawschoolexpertbook.com and on amazon.com for $15.95. Well, there it was. Uh, that was our first blurb of the night. Uh, what do you think, Sally? Well, I thought Anne did a fabulous job. I mean, first of all, it was an extremely niched uh, topic. She's She really figured out what people need. You know, people who are going into that particular um, law school and who want the insider advice. I mean, this was a fantastic idea. Somebody on the inside, somebody who's gone through it, somebody who's got the knowledge, who had actually worked in the admissions department. She has the secrets. And she really sold the book. I thought it, I thought it had bling and clarity, and it's hard, you know, <laughs> that kind of a topic, I would say, you know, it's hard to have bling, but she had it. And she had a lot of information, delivered it well. I really liked it. What did you think? Um, you know, I, I was uh, not entirely convinced uh, uh, that um, it was an exciting book necessarily. I, I thought it was definitely in its niche, and uh, if, if I was going to be going to law school, I would I would probably pick it up. 
she did say her website and that, but I, I think it lacked a little in the bling category. All right. I was kind of thinking of it in terms of, gosh, if I were a law school student and I was sort of like a young uh, pre-law and uh, somebody, and I'd heard that blurb, I would have been, yeah, wow, she's got the insider knowledge. And she had the passion. I liked the passion in her voice, the enthusiasm, and uh, she did seem to have a sincere desire to help people that were coming up in that particular field. So I like those two aspects about it. Well, uh, you know, let's let's go on to our next one. I, I think we should, um, uh, right on the tail of that, maybe we can get another great blurb. Uh, that was a wonderful blurb from Anne Levine. Now let's listen to uh, one uh, in the fiction category uh, from Conlon Ellis Brown. Here we go. Death came down with the snow. Devin Bathurst stood in the dawn flurry, unmoving, revealing none of the slicing chill that cut through to his bones. And then, he saw it. Snow. House, captors, anger, argument, rage, violence, the girl, late teens or early twenties, crying, shouting, screaming. The girl's body on the floor, grisly and broken, bored through by the bullet, lying in an expanding pool of red. The firstborn, three ancient religious orders gifted with the ability to see past, present, or future, have been divided since the death of Christ. But today, in an era of terrorism and globalization, it has become clear there is an atrocity coming that they must unite to prevent, because it is one of them who will perpetrate it. Publishers Weekly say author prodigy Brown is one to watch after this roaring entrance. Christian suspense thriller readers will cheer for the firstborn and for this new voice on the scene. Christian Retailing Magazine says The Firstborn is an addictive adventure and written with such quality that it's hard to believe it's Brown's debut. Devin's mind snapped back to the moment. The girl. He had to find the girl. He took a long, deep breath, letting it out with a thick puff of vapor. He had to stay focused. He had to stay placid, calm, icy. He reminded himself that none of it had actually happened. Yet. The First Born, a thriller, by Conlon Brown. Available May 5, 2009, from Realms Fiction. Ask for it wherever books are sold. You go first, Dr. Kent. Well, you know, you see, I, 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 love, I love that blurb in, in so many ways um, because of the energy and the bling behind it. Now, here's, here's the thing. Uh, we, we're, we're on... Uh, Blog Talk Radio chat, and uh, uh, we had a comment on there that uh, says, if this guy doesn't win, there's no justice. And I, I definitely hear that comment. Um, and here's, here's my take on that. I, I think that uh, the music and the sound effects would help just about any blurb. Um, but is it, what, is it what we're looking for in terms of blurb? Well, it was interesting. I mean, we had not, we have not yet, this is our fourth show, we have not yet heard a blurb with music. And I thought it was quite appropriate because it was we haven't heard that many fiction blurbs yet either, and it kind of added to the whole mystique of the, the fiction, no, you know, the fiction novel, and uh, gave it. <laughs> I, I was laughing. I thought it was really funny because um, it sounded like a, a film score going on there behind it, and I thought that it did add to the bling. But clarity-wise, I'm still confused. I have no idea what the book is about. <laughs> And see, that's that's what I was saying. Now, and, and in terms of the music too, I think you have to be very careful when you add music. 
um, because uh, it, it did. It was fun. It, it was um, exciting. Uh, but the problem was I didn't. I couldn't hear at the very beginning what was going on. Um, and I think you have to be very careful when you add music and other elements that the voice is very clear and in its own range so that the music doesn't really get in the way. Because I, I couldn't really hear um, the title at the very beginning. Well, I agree. It was not mixed correctly. I mean, the music was, was too high, and also it just felt like there was um, maybe, you know, not enough treble. It wasn't definitely the uh, – it wasn't EQ'd properly, so the voice was not a professional voiceover. So, so that, and, and that did it, it some injustice. And I guess kind of the question is, you know, our, our uh, winning blurb last last week, uh, Laura Duxta, she she called in, um, um, and and her blurb was very simple and 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 uh, straightforward. And uh, the thing was, you know, she's sold two hundred thousand books. Uh, I, I assume that she could uh, uh, afford uh, uh, to to do a sort of fancy blurb. Uh, but I guess maybe we should just call it uh, uh, this. This one's a fancy blurb, and the other one is more of a a naked blurb, but uh, they they both count. Well, what I liked about this one as well was that he really did sell the book without, you know, he he gave he gave some quotes. He he made us realize that the book was exciting, that other people had taken interest in the book, and it's. And he told like, us the yeah. he told us the category, which was very good. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely. Um, I mean, I think it was pretty obvious that it that it was a fiction book, but it was good that he also reiterated that. So that people would know that it wasn't <laughs> that wouldn't you know necessarily be confused. I, I you know I was a little confused. Do, do you know what the book was about? Um, I mean, somewhat. Uh, actually, the the uh, it was called the Firstborn. I got that, and I also got that it was a Christian fiction book. So I, you know, I sort of had to do some building in my own brain uh, for what the book might be about. But I think if if uh, if you were to do the the blurb again, I would just. Uh, you know, make the music a little bit quieter or uh, a little more in the background, and and maybe focus more on the plot. Um, the the marketing was definitely in there. And actually, where do we get the book? You know, good point. Um, did he say Amazon.com? I can't remember. We'd have to almost listen to that blurb again. I can't remember if he did say where you could get the book. I think there may have been a mention of that, but I can't remember to be honest. It might well. Well, it was a wonderful blurb in any case. Let's let's move on to the next one. Uh, I'm having a good time. How about you? This is fun. Let's listen to Deanna Radaj, uh, and she's got a, uh, a book in the wellness, health and wellness category. Let's listen to this one. Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, everybody in Blurb Radio Land, Dr. Kent and Sally. Hey, this is Deanna Radaj from Bonte Design and 3E Products, here to blurb my first book, Designing the Life of Your Dreams from the Outside In. This book is a compilation of a lot of my most popular workshops. We talk about the laws of attraction, goal setting, and getting rid of your fears in going after your dreams and literally creating the life that you want, but using interior design to create the outside that's supportive for you to continue to move forward. We then talk about feng shui, the black hat sect school of feng shui, which uses what's called the bagua board, which is an eight-sided figure, an octagon, uh, divided into nine pieces, which are the nine life areas, which are career, helpful people, creativity, relationships, 
success, wealth, family, health, and knowledge and spirituality. We then talk about how you activate these nine life areas with color, the five senses, the five elements, and how to eliminate clutter uh, from your from either of the life areas or and or from your life. I teach that in my philosophy is that clutter is the physical manifestation of our emotional baggage. So there's one whole chapter that's devoted just to color or to clutter and how you can get rid of it or purge because as we all know, nothing good can come to you or nothing new can come to you if you're still hanging on to all of your old stuff. We then finish with talking about healthy home tips, which is based on my top 10 tips, and it's how you can detoxify uh, your your home uh, with the cleaners that you use to choosing the right paints, floor coverings, and even candles, which are the number three indoor polluter in your space, FYI. That and more fabulous tips are all included, again, in my book, Designing the Life of Your Dreams, from the outside in, by me, Deanna Radai, owner of Bonte Design and 3E Products, an integrative lifestyle design company. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye. So what do you think about that one, Sally? Well, you know, this is kind of up my alley because, you know, I just I, I love the concept I'm just really keyed into what she's trying to do. I I love the fact that she's, you know, concentrating on clearing up the clutter and um, creating life from within. I just really resonated with her message. So that aside, blurb-wise, I think she spent maybe a little too much uh, real estate at the beginning, you know, kind of talking to us, talking a little bit slow. She could have gotten a lot more in about, you know, selling the book, maybe a little bit more bling, but it was absolutely had clarity. It had information. Uh, maybe the delivery and the bling weren't quite as uh, exciting as I would have liked. She had sort of a, you know, sing-songy kind of moderate tone, and she could have done a little bit of a better job selling the book. What did you think? Yeah, I agree. You know, um, I, you know, honestly, I dozed off in the middle, so I can't, I can't uh, really remember the second <laughs> half. Sorry, that was a little harsh. No, I, I mean, I thought it was really packed with content. I think if she would have punctuated it with just a little more enthusiasm, um, I, I did like when she hit a couple of those words with a little bit of extra panache. You know, that was that was fun. Um, yeah. You know, um, so you know, it, it was it, it was a good one, but. Uh, I think we should move on. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I, I enjoyed it, though. I wanted. I. I absolutely thought that she has a wonderful concept there, and something that people people really need. I think that she just needs to sell it a little with. It was a perfect word. Sell it with a little bit more enthusiasm. Is all. Yeah, and um, you know the fact that you resonated with it means that it was doing something right. So. Let's listen to another one. I think is going to knock your socks off again. And and our fr- our friend on the the uh, blog talk radio chat here, who thought that uh, the last one with music should win, uh, might have to uh, uh, rethink their uh, uh, their comment because I think this one's got music too. This is by Jeffrey Breslauer uh, in the children's category here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Children everywhere! 
we turn your attention to the center ring, where we present the stupendous, the splendiferous, the one, the only, Abner the Clown. Hi there, my name is Jeffrey Breslauer. I'm an actor, writer, voiceover artist, and former puppeteer. And I wrote a little children's book called Abner the Clown. In case you're wondering who that is, Abner the Clown is me. <laughs> the book comes with a read-along CD. That's how you're hearing Abner right now. In fact, let me tell you the whole story. I was sitting at my computer one evening, and Abner just waltzed into my head, fully grown, and introduced himself to me. Hey, took me less than an hour to write the story, but it took almost eight years to get it where it is today. The brightly colored circus world of Abner and his friends are illustrated by Linda Campbell, an amazing artist living in Central Florida. Even though it's a children's picture book, older kids and even adults could benefit from what Abner learns from his friends. It's all about self-esteem and being okay with who you are even if you think you'd rather be like someone else who you think is cooler than you. I used to work at a dinner theater in Orlando, Florida, and a woman who worked there spent her days as a children's therapist specializing in grief counseling. When I showed her the book, she got very excited and told me that this whimsical tale of Abner the Clown would also be a great aid to the youngsters in her counseling group. As for me, I've acted in stage, screen, and television since 1976. I've puppeteered with Jim Henson and the Muppets, voiced the Joker at Six Flags Across America, and I'm currently editing another circus-themed adventure I wrote for audio that I co-voiced with a full cast. And when that comes out, I'll be sure to let you know. In the meantime, you can learn more about me online at www.jeffreybreslauer.com and... If you'd like to order a personalized signed copy of Abner the Clown, you can either email me at jeff at jeffreybreslauer.com for credit card payments or send a check or money order for $24.99 payable to Celia Entertainment Productions. That's C-E-L-I-A Entertainment Productions to Jeffrey Breslauer. 1270 North Wickham Road, Suite 16-425, Melbourne, Florida, 32935. And thanks for listening. <laughs> now, in my opinion, he didn't have to read his whole address. Yeah, that was way, way, way too much like an ad. You know, it kind of um, went into the territory of the, uh, the three most... Um, the words that you want to avoid when you're on a radio interview, read my book. It kind of reminded me of that. I just, I, I got turned off when he went into too much of how you could order it. You know, you could write a check or money order. Here's my credit card. Here's the address. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was a lot of real estate wasted. <laughs> but here's the thing. At the very beginning of the blurb, you know, he had me. Uh, with the the crazy music and, the, you know, he, he can talk well to kids, certainly, and, uh, I think he had me at the beginning, but um, I think uh, um, about halfway through, again, he lost me. Plus, it was really, um, you know, in terms of voiceover, I mean, he knew what he was doing. The quality the quality of the recording was excellent. And I think that he actually did it 
he, I think he might have done it somewhere other than Cinch because it sounded like it was really well recorded. So, I, yeah, that that part of it was good. I'd, I'd like to hear him do do another blurb and uh, avoid all of that commercial part. One, yeah, and one I think I think one thing that one thing that we need to you know really talk about here on Blurb is that you know uh, it's it's really about you know, telling someone else what your book is about, you know, whether it's on the radio, whether it's in person, uh, it doesn't really matter. It, it, it's not all about the, the fancy music. It's not about this and that. It, it might be. Uh, you know, if you carry a boombox around with you, you could put the tunes on and, and give your blurb in the elevator. But it's it's really mostly about can you sell your book, you know, uh, the back cover, the all of that. Uh, it, can you really sell it? Can you make the people listening to the show want to read the book. That because we're your audience. That's that's who's listening. We are the public. And you basically want us to read the book. And so that's what it's all about. It's getting us excited, getting us to stuff about the content, about the passion that you have for your message and um what's in it for us. We need to know what's in it for us. What is in it for us? That's that's the bottom line when it comes to uh selling your book. You just need to benefits, you know, chock full of benefits for for the reader, for the listener. Let us know what we're going to learn. You know, how is this going to help us in our lives? What what problem are you going to solve for us? What what can you how can you help us enrich and change and improve our lives by reading your book? Exactly. And I let's let's try out another one of these blurbs and see if they hit our spot here. Let's try Lisa Jander. Um she's in the relationships and sexuality category. It's been a popular one on blurb so far. Here we go. Love Talk Radio. Have you ever wondered why very few teens fail driver's ed and millions fail at dating? I was sitting at the kitchen table signing my 15-year-old son's driver's ed log when he leaned over my shoulder and said, I can't wait till I have my license and I can date. Well, he was initialing the driving contract he was picturing dating freedom. After my wheel stopped spinning, I realized I was completely unprepared for either one of my teens to travel down that road. They were both accelerating towards the dating highway without a permit and headed for the concrete wall of a dating disaster. I interviewed other parents and teens, and the findings were grim. Pregnancies, drugs, alcohol, betrayal, depression, failing grades, all wrapped up in a truckload of broken hearts. I had to do something radically different. Flipping through the driver's ed manual, I thought about how different my dating years would have been if I myself had owned a manual for dating, something that could steer me away from all the dating collisions I'd had as a teen. My parents were worried about my driving safety when they should have been equally concerned about dating safety. After all, at sweet 16, I was revved up for both. It's every parent's nightmare. Teens pass driver's ed, why not dater's ed? So I decided to use my life coach certification, 25 years of public speaking experience, and four years as the director of a dating service in California to write a manual to help other parents prepare for and navigate through the teen dating years. The book is called Dater's Ed, the instruction manual for parents, and it draws analogies between dating and driving. Dater's Ed is to dating what driver's ed is to driving. Together, families define boundary lines, talk about dating under the influence, and even determine who is a teen salesman and who is part of their pit crew. This book is a must if you want to learn how to help your student to date defensively, 
navigate safely, and steer clear of unhealthy relationships. Buckle up, parents. It's the law of attraction. Hmm. What do you think? I'll tell you this much. She had me up until the point where she said the instructional manual for parents. I was thinking, my God, this is great. Finally, teens are going to have an instruction manual, an instruction manual for dating. I thought it was going to be for the teens. And I thought, wow, this is great. I'll, you know, when my, when my kids get to that age, I'll just hand them this book. Uh, but I was a little worried because, you know, what kid wants to listen to their parents? Right, and it's about, it's really about, a blurb is, is not about uh, pitching your book to the entire audience out there. It's about really uh, honing in on your audience and, and speaking to them. Yeah, boy, I mean, the concept is great. And, boy, having, having kids, young kids myself, I'm kind of quaking in my boots thinking about, you know, what's going to happen. When <laughs> you know, I don't know if the, I don't, it, it, this is off subject, but I don't know if it's the greatest idea to think about uh, kid relationships like they're driving because I know how I drove when I was a kid. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes, indeed. Well, I think the analogy is, is good, and um, I think she should write another one. For for te- for the teens, I another really book. That, well, she needs to write instead of having uh, daters ed the instruction manual for parents. She should have daters ed the instructional instruction instruction. Yeah, you've been making some funny mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> instructional manual for for teens. They they need the book. They, I like I like yeah. instructional. Can we can we can we change it to that? <laughs> yeah, it's per- perfect for the sexuality category. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, yeah, I mean, it, I like the concept. The blurb, yeah, go ahead. And it was a, it was a pretty good blurb. I mean, she she did a good job. Um, and and it it sort of it definitely showed how you know a single voice can get a message across without the music. Yeah, indeed, and I I agree with you. I think she was clear. She had passion for her topic. She 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 delivered the information. Um, she had you know maybe lacked a little bit of bling, but that's okay. It doesn't always have to be bling bling bling. But I think she did do an excellent job with clarity, information, and delivery. D- delivery. Wow. <laughs> well, I had two hours of sleep last night. I was just going to say, like, you know, I, she, it doesn't have to be always bling necessarily, but I've got this metaphor I, I use with my clients that, you know, when you're making pizza, uh, you don't use regular tomato sauce from, like, spaghetti. You've got to use really spicy stuff because when you make pizza, it cooks out all the spice and you've got all that bread. And so, you know, when you're doing a blurb, it's got to be extra spicy, extra blingy, if you will. And uh, it, it's different than the book itself. And uh, i got to say, you know, Sally, uh, I've got Sally Shields as my co-host here. She's, she's pretty good at being full of bling all the time. And uh, talk about your elevator speech for a second. Okay, well, basically, you know, the elevator speech is, is something different than a blurb because the elevator speech is something that's going to be done literally in about 10 to 15 seconds tops. You know, you get into the elevator, who you're in the elevator with, you, you know, you, you got Oprah in the elevator, you got Steven Spielberg, and you got like 10 seconds to tell them, you know, who you are, what your message is, and, and, and what you can reveal, how you can help solve their problem. And now before you, you keep before you keep going, what building are you going into with Oprah and, and whatever in the elevator? I need to go yeah, to that building. <laughs> I know. Me too. Uh, hopefully not, uh, you know. But anyway, um, I better stay away from jokes tonight. But basically, 
you know, an example of a good elevator speech, you want to do it in three sentences, three quick sentences. It's going to be, you know, the, your name, the name of your book. Hi, I'm Sally Shields, and I'm the author of The Daughter-in-Law Rules, 101 Surefire Ways to, to Thrive and Survive with Your Mother-in-Law. Then you want to tell them what your vision is. My vision is to create more harmony among 20 million mothers and daughters-in-law around the world by teaching brides and wives the art of making friends with their husband's mother. And number three, what you want to do is you want to tell them, you know, what problem you can solve. Number three, so you want to be like, I can reveal to your audience the three top things that every bride can do to create a lifetime of wedded bliss with their husband and his mother. So three short sentences, maybe three or four short sentences, that's an elevator speech. So everyone also has to have an elevator speech prepared so that they can, you know, get radio interviews, get the attention of the media. Media doesn't have much time. You know, one thing that you want to do, if you want to try to get on radio, the first thing that you want to say when you get a radio host on the phone is, uh, is this a good time to talk? Do you, ha do you have, you know, 60 seconds? May I have 60 seconds of your time? You might even, that might even be overboard. May I have 30 seconds of your time? Because they're going to know in, in five to ten seconds whether they're interested in having you on their show. So it's very important for anybody who has a book out there to be able to have an elevator speech rolling off the tip of their tongue at any moment. And it's something that you should practice. It's absolutely so it's, something that you need to practice, yes. It's really about, you know, you've got your 30-second speech, you've got your one-minute speech, you've got your three-minute speech. And when you look at Steven Spielberg, if he's all sweaty and wanting to run right out the uh, elevator door, you better do your 10-second speech. That's right, 10-second speech. It sounds, you know, it sounds like 10 seconds, but you can get a lot in in 10 seconds. You really can. So um, you really want to distill it down to the most important information. And when I did the workshop uh, out in Mexico a couple months back, we had such an interesting um, experiment. We had people get up before we trained them how to do their elevator speech. We had them just give it a shot without knowing what they were doing. And you know, we it was it was interesting because we were most people just ramble on and on, and you just lost them. And people really need to know what their message is. You need to be able to hone your message, get to the heart of what your vision is, what your message is, who you are, what the name of your book is, and what problem you can solve. What's in it for the listener? So I'm I'm ready to hear uh, uh, our last blurb for the day before we have our live guest on the show, uh, the winner from last week, Laura Duxta. What do you think? Sounds great. All right, so we've got Lucinda Stryker Schmidt, and uh, this is a book in the uh, uh, the women's lit category. Here we go. Blog Talk Radio. My name is Lucinda Stryker Schmidt. I'm the daughter of an Amish bishop. My book, A Separate God: Journal of an Amish Girl shares my story of struggling with my strict Old Order Amish upbringing and the desire to experience the joy and freedom found in the outside world. A Separate God is a fictional account of my childhood and marriage, but is based on actual events. The novel reveals that all is not well within Amish communities. The outer appearance of a peaceful, hardworking society belies the very real dysfunction in some Amish families. After a tumultuous, abusive marriage to an Amish man, I began a new life with my two young children. After putting myself through 
college and establishing a career, I began working on this novel, which is based on a journal I had kept as a young girl. I, my greatest desire and mission is to give the women and children of the heritage, my culture that I love so much, a voice. I wish to be their Susan B. Anthony. My book is available at any bookstore nationwide and can be ordered through the publisher at tatepublishing.com, T-A-T-E, or by visiting barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, target.com, and so forth. An audio version is also available from the publisher. I do so hope you enjoy my book. Thank you for your time. Well, you're welcome. I always feel like uh, responding to those blurbs that uh, that speak to us directly. Yeah. Um. Do you know what the book's about? Yeah. No. Well, I I, I listened very carefully at the very beginning, and that's why I know what the, what it's about. Now, it's a it's a powerful topic. It's about Amish, you know, growing up in the Amish culture and. Uh, this and that, but that that's definitely something that could have been honed on that one. It's really being specific, and she's a she's a great example of someone who could call in another time with another blurb, and uh, and really refine it and and talk much more about what's the story. How can you hook us with this story? I agree because um you know listen I I hate to say it but you know on two nights of sleep I I have a the attention span of about you know five to ten seconds and I think perhaps I might represent some of the general public. So although she had caught me at the beginning, and I was excited to hear what she was talking about, a strict upbringing, uh, by minute two or three, I'd kind of forgotten what the book was about. Yep, yep. So I think that she really needed to continue to discuss the content of her book and her vision and what, you know, what was in it for the reader. And what's great about this show is that we allow second tries and third tries and fourth tries. Just submit another blurb, and uh, we'd love to uh, to review it the next time for the next show, and We've got a ton of blurbs. Uh, if you're dis- if you're uh, disappointed that your blurb hasn't gotten played yet, uh, we've had something like uh, I guess 40, 40 submissions or 50 uh, so far in the last couple weeks, and uh, we're very excited about all of them. And uh, we we hope to uh, get to your blurb sometime. But uh, if you're curious about it, uh, drop us a line, and, and we can give you the status on your blurb. And you can go to our website at blurb. Uh, radio.com and, and see all the entrance, uh, how to how to enter that uh, there. Well, I'm excited. I think Laura's on the line here almost. Uh, should we get Laura with us? Absolutely. All right. Hey, Laura. Hi, Kent Laura, and Sally. Can you hear me? We can. Yeah. Oh, hi. Hi. Good evening. How are you doing today? Thank you so much. For, for... I am doing great, thank you. How are the two of you? Very good. And, uh, I love the format of your show. It's really unique and fresh and fun. I'm really well, enjoying it. And your blurb uh, swept us off our feet. Uh, is it because uh, you're in the habit of uh, blurbing people all over the place? You know what? I think last year when my publisher re-released my book because it was self-published to start, we must have done about 100 radio interviews. And my, my book feels like a part of me, so I'm just always I'm always sharing about it. And so, yes, I think that it has just become that which I that which I am. 
it was such a wonderful blurb. You know, I'm wondering in the future, I guess we can talk about this later, Kent, but maybe even taking a couple minutes to replay the winner's blurb so that folks who hadn't had a chance to hear it from last week might see exactly what we're talking about in terms of, you know, why we picked this person, why her blurb was so successful, and uh, I don't know, it just might might be an idea. But basically, do you just want to take a, a, a moment, uh, Laura, and just tell the folks out there a little bit about your book? Yeah. My my book, as we say, is a book about love presented as a children's book. It's a flip-sided book in that it starts from both sides and reads to the middle. So, like, love, it really never ends. And there's two sides to love, the giving and receiving. One of the things that I didn't share about last week in my blurb, because I know you guys have it posted, which is great, is that my book was an answer to a prayer. I was actually praying for my sister one night. She was going through a difficult time with her husband, and she had a young son and another one on the way, and I was away. And when she called me to say that they had gotten into a big fight and they were having problems, the only thing that I could think to do was pray. And I look back on that night and think, like, that was probably the best thing that I could have ever done because I remember being over one day and my my niece, my sister and husband were praying. I mean, were, I'm sorry, were fighting, and I remember seeing my nephew's reaction to that. And I think it was probably that moment that this idea began to take form in my, in my consciousness, in my heart. But that night it came through. And I, I know that the message came through for him and my sister, for them to have this message of love. It's a, the story is a message of love shared between a mother and child. And there's never a time in our in our families, in our communities, at what's going on in schools or in the world that we don't want our children to know how loved they are. So I Love You More really promotes that conversation of love. It it has that be a a prevalent conversation um, in families and schools and it's it's just a really fun game to play. You can play the I Love You More game. I love you more than all the trees in the forest, I love you more than all the stars in the sky, I love you more than all the sand in the beach. And it really turns into a game that will um, nourish your relationship with your child now and then also for years to come. You are just a, you are a blurb machine. You, you, com- you, you gave us a completely different blurb today and you, you hooked me again. Well, I figured that might be a good thing to do. And let me tell you, I did that all with my 8-year-old niece, Mandy, walking into the room, even though I asked her to be really quiet while Auntie Laura was on the phone. <laughs> oh, I so can even under pressure. I got a 3 and a 6, and boy, uh, I'm multitasking all the time. Sometimes I'm back behind the scenes going, shh, get out of <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the TV. Um, sometimes I can't get them to sleep at night. And speaking of both of you, as well as um, as me, I, uh, un- unfortunately I have no children running into the room, but I have uh, animals running all over my house all day long. But uh, you can you can give um, a book like I Love You More has an amazing crowd, and I know we've talked about this in the past that um, you can you can have um, if you have a universal topic, if you have something that everybody can relate to, like love. Um, you know, it's 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 going to hit a really nice uh, market. And what's interesting about a blurb then is how do you how do you hit the people that you're talking to? Like you you struck both of us uh, in what you just said, and the people tuning into the show uh, one way. Now, if you're speaking to ten uh, year old children, you'd probably have a different blurb, right? 
Absolutely, and that's one of the things that I love about the format of your show is that I actually have the opportunity to to speak to different audiences. Um, you know, a title is so important, and it's also, but it's also important to know that inside the publishing world or inside the world of bookstores, that your book typically gets placed somewhere. So it's going to get placed in the children's picture book section, or it's going to get placed in the gift section, and so the the opportunity to be on a show like this and to get my message out to people that will hear the title I love you more and want it just because of that because that that's a phrase that their 89 year old mothers always said to them or it's a phrase that they've shared with their children even though their children are 27 and 30 so it's it's so important to have these opportunities where somebody who might not be in the children's section of Barnes and Nobles and wouldn't find our book gets to hear about it well, you know, it just it just uh, gave me chills because as I was putting my son tonight to bed tonight, I said those exact words, I love you more than the stars in the sky. You know, that's just such a typical thing for a mom to say to their baby. So it just totally resonates with, with anybody without even them knowing it. They're, they're, you've already got them hooked. You've already got a built-in audience before the people even even know even know about the book. So it's, I'm so proud of you and your success, and it's just uh, fantastic that the book has done so well. Do you have a second book that you're working on, or do you have other books? Oh, I, I do, and I, I'll just go back to that, though, quickly. Is what, like what you just said is that we hooked them at the title and how important a title can be. And I wish that I could take full credit for that, but I'll chalk that one up to spirit <laughs> because in my family, when somebody says, I love you, we answered, I love you, too. But it turns out that hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of people, when somebody says, I love you, they answer, I love you more. So we really have created that hook with that. And since you asked, I submitted what I believe may be my final draft to my editor for my next book, which will be out at the beginning of next year. And he's, he's actually my new editor. My editor um, recently changed at Sourcebooks and they brought on somebody really great, and we've been working back and forth the last couple of weeks with my new title, which I can't say yet, but I am honored, humbled, thrilled, grateful to bring this message into the world. And if we get it right, which I, I think we're just about there, is it's going to really be amazing. So I know you can't talk about it, but is is it another – can you tell us if it's another It's another children? children's book, and it's actually – well, of course it will be – meant for children of all ages, um, and it's another flip book, so it's going to start from both sides and read to the middle, and it is a great follow-up to I Love You More, so people who loved that message will, I believe, equally, um, you know, kind of cherish or love this one, but um, I'll have to come back on and pitch it <laughs> when I'm allowed to, uh, to say so. Of course. And now, as a writer, have you ever been tempted to write that uh, proverbial 350-page memoir or or uh, novel? Yes. Or even the 147-page paperback? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't wait. I um, I was very inspired by the story of the Christmas box and how everything transpired for him. And then I, I think I heard somebody call eat, pray, love, like a self-help memoir. And I really feel like my life has been an incredible example of that. You know, 
what your listeners can't see is that I have no hair. I lost my hair when I was 11 to alopecia areata. I wore wigs for 19 years, hiding from the world and myself, and then about 10 years ago became the balls chick. And after graduating from college, I bartended in South Beach for six years, having no idea what I was going to do with my life until I had the idea for this book and then decided to self-publish it, sold 100 and almost 80,000 copies. And, you know, now I'm a New York Times best-selling author, and my, my path has led me into many interesting stories and circumstances and, and through a lot, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to sharing it. I've already got one of my favorite New York editors who's going to be helping me with the process, but that's just in the beginning stages. And have you... Uh... Uh, I have a couple questions. One is sort of just completely rude, but uh, uh, when you went down to South Beach and bartended, was it during the day or during the night? Did you have to use sunscreen? Um, actually, I the whole time that I bartended in South Beach, I wore wigs. <laughs> it, was a, it was such a waste of living in one of the craziest places in the world and feeling like I couldn't be myself. Um, so I was probably absurdly hot, <laughs> but... Um, but I wore all different types of wigs. I was I was actually fairly comfortable by that time, and so I wore uh, little platinum blonde ones and red curly, and sometimes <laughs> even the occasional pink. So. And, and and the thing is about um, now, I've heard you say also that you really connect to children because they say, "Hey, what's what's up with your head?" Well, that's what I love about kids is that. You know, your audience didn't have I, maybe the disservice of seeing me first, so they didn't have all those questions racing through their mind. But kids will remind me. And, and kids just want, they want answers. They want to know when something's, you know, odd or strange or different or unknown to them, they ask questions. So when I walk in front of a room full of 100 five-year-olds, they're like, hey, lady, why do you have no hair? <laughs> and I get to explain and share the really important lesson that took me many years to embrace that I'm sure I learned in kindergarten of just be yourself. So that's the way that I start out my school programs. I've, I've created a school program around my book and its message and what it's like to be an author but also intertwined some really important life lessons, like just be yourself and love yourself. Wow, you you know you totally reminded me of my daughter. You know, whenever I have a new friend over or if someone comes over, the first thing she'll do is she'll point to anything that's different. Uh, you know, if if the person's eyebrow is thin or <laughs> the person has a pimple on their chin, the first thing she'll she'll what is that? You know, why is your why is your eyebrow crooked? And she'll just, like, go for the gusto, and I'll be sitting there, like, turning beet red, and fortunately people have, you know, good sense of humor, and I'm sure that, you know, this has been a wonderful experience for you to be around kids because they're not coming to it with any kind of, you know, preconceived notion. They're just curious. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I always say, you know, and, and sometimes I'll be in a grocery store and the kid will be like, hey, Mom, that lady's got no hair, and you see the mother go like, Ah, don't say that. And I, you know, it, when it's appropriate, I really just kind of gently try to say, no, it's okay. It's strange. You don't really see women with no hair very often, right? And and I get some of the most heartfelt wishes from kids who, you know, kids that are a little bit older and they think that I'm I'm going through cancer. And then when I tell them, you know, besides having no hair, I'm perfectly healthy. They're they're so happy because they might have experienced. And what I love about it is is children and adults. A lot of people come up and share with me 
just because they feel, they actually, like, like the title of my book, I Love You More, they feel an emotional connection to me because of something that they've gone through or a loved one's gone through. So people come up to me on a daily basis and want to, you know, wish me well and then, you know, typically also share a personal story of triumph or struggle for that matter. And it's, it's such an amazing, unique experience that I get to have in the world. I feel very blessed. And what's your what's your goal for um, for all of this? Uh, you've got this new book coming out. Your source books book is sold uh, in the tens of thousands, and you self published tens of thousands, tons of hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands. But what what is your what what's your goal for all this? Do you do you want to keep being a, a best selling book person? Do you want to keep helping yeah. people? What's your goal? I have known since I was like seven years old that I wanted to travel the world, travel the world meet my brothers and sisters, and spread the message of love. And I've decided through my company, iShine Inc., and other team members that we're going to generate the conversation of love throughout the world through books, music, speaking, TV, film, and the web. So watch out as my little empire of love takes wings and spreads. <laughs> well, that just kind of reminded me a little bit of Leo Bascaglia, mm. who had such a great message of love he's a good man a very very good man i think i'm missing something who is he he was known as dr love he taught uh, Uh. classes at i believe i want to say berkeley university and he's written bunches and bunches of books and and poems and he's got a beautiful foundation that they run still in his name but all just on how, you know, the most important thing and really, and we don't have time for this conversation, but all there is is love and that when we really understand the essence of that and that's what I believe, that when people, especially our children, know how loved they are, then anything is possible and that there really is a, it's almost like the force that they talk about in Star Wars. There's an underlying force for love in the universe that permeates everything and everyone. Well, the, the number one, the, the most amazing thing about Laura Duxta for me, uh, it, it's been great having her on Blurb, and we're running out of time, but what's so amazing about having her on here and everything that she does is that she speaks with conviction and with message. Almost everything that comes out of her makes you say, I want to go buy that book. That's right. That's what I love about it, too, is that you you have those two elements that I always talk about that authors need, a vi- you know, basically... Um, you have, uh, you know, you have passion for your topic, and you have a sincere desire to help people. That is the magic combination for a best-selling author, in my opinion. And you have both of those in spades. So congratulations to the success of your book. And we're going to be hearing a lot more from Lara Duxa coming up in the future. And thank you so much for spending the time with us. You're very welcome. And I'll just end on this note because I didn't do it well in my blurb, but. I Love You More is available everywhere, especially at Barnes & Nobles and Great Independence and on the website, hippieinthebaldchick.com, and it makes the best ever Mother's Day gift. It does indeed. And hippieinthebaldchick.com, I can't say that website enough times. It's so much fun rolling off the, <laughs> rolling off the tongue. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. You are very welcome. Have a fabulous night. And now it's been such a pleasure uh, uh, doing Blurb again with uh, Sally, and uh, uh, we're so excited to to chat now in the next uh, 12 hours or so about who's going to win this week. 
Absolutely. This is going to be kind of exciting. And, um, you know, anybody out there that's listening, uh, please consider submitting a blurb and joining our uh, rank of authors that uh, get get a chance to uh, promote their their great books here on the show. Blurbradio.com. Come visit us and uh, see if you can join us. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Have a great time. <laughs>